0: As women get older, your entire being changes. So at 20 and 30, when it when you feel that it's okay for you to say, I don't want a real relationship, I don't want marriage, I'm fine at being independent in the whole nine yards, that's fine. But I'm in my 60s, and I have found that when women get towards their 50s. They start changing because life changes. And it's really not fun to live alone and be alone. So it's okay to say what you want in your 20s and feel that way. But just like how you plan, I hope, financially your life for, towards retirement, you have to also plan and be realistic how you may be later on in life. I'm saying all that to say, my coochie is gold. But my coochie is gold to me, okay? Hear what I'm I'm saying, ladies, listen. My, I can say mm-hmm. pussy, if that's what you want to hear. <laughs> yep. I, I think okay. I
1: think
0: a, I think My pussy is gold to me. I work on it, I keep it tight, I keep it good. Sex is important to me. I do everything that I possibly can to make it happen for me and my man. So that means that my man's body is my playground. I'm not gonna be into fucking anybody. Never have, never will. So I'm saying this to say, you have to start having pride in yourself. Don't accept What a man puts out there to you if that's not what you want. In today's society, especially with this number 45 we got going on, it is obvious how a lot of people think. Women, you have got to start taking pride in yourself, You have to sit down and figure out what it is that you want in a relationship and then demand that. This man sitting next to me, we are Isaac's parents. This is my husband. He has been for a long time. Don't be embarrassed. When I met him...
1: Yeah, so that happened.
2: (laughs) Isaac listen to me (laughs) that that is the most glorious moment of the tequila tales 2017 so that
1: happened (laughs) that's the only reason we played it just so that it can get to the end right and after you hear my coochie is golden you can you can hear i am isaac's mother so for those of you (laughs) all that haven't figured it out as of this point uh I'm Isaac Paul. And <laughs> host, when she said.
2: Host of the Tequila, of the tequila tales.
1: tales. So mm-hmm. when you heard a room of probably about 140 people, <laughs> 150 people cheering and, and, and jeering at the same time, <laughs> once you heard, I'm Isaac's mother. <laughs> everyone's eyes got incredibly wide
2: no Isaac the best part let me tell you something I was the person who gave your mother the microphone and your brother was sitting right next to her in mm. addition to your father and your brother is what in his 30s he's 30 yeah, about 31 now. yeah so he's sitting there and your mom is like my coochie is golden and he was like Yo, mom! Like, why you gotta say Gucci? <laughs> <Like, laughs> and I think that's when she was like, "Well, I could say pussy."
1: <laughs> like, yeah, let me go like, ahead and make it more ratchet. Right?
2: So you know. I think yeah. I think your whole family is used to her talking this way. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody yeah. in the crowd was like, "Yo, this is so horrible! No, you so can't do that." what's funny
1: is, is I'm sitting off to the side and I'm setting up the next comment. You can kind of hear my voice a little bit in the background. But it's just because the mic was was picking up the audio Mm -hmm. of another blockbuster comment that came directly after (laughs) that. So because I was speaking to the woman and she's telling me what it is that she wants to say. And I'm like, are you sure you want to say this on this mic? Like you do see you're in a room full of people. You know, you signed that release form, right? Like (laughs) that's what that's what's going on in my mind, but. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, so I didn't even hear what she said. Mm-hmm. I had just heard the crowd erupting mm-hmm. and I saw everybody's faces <laughs> like,
3: what this woman <laughs> over here talking about,
1: right? Somebody better come get their mom. But <laughs> like they were giving that kind of impression. So right. I'm thinking in the back of my mind, when she finishes, whatever it is she's saying, I'm going to say, hey, mom, how much you been having a drink? Because <laughs> I wanted everybody to enjoy no. that moment and knowing right that when I tell y'all my mama ratchet (laughs) when I say I'm ratchet see people think that this shit is just games right they think I'm saying this because oh oh, they think it's funny they think it's all fun and games until your mama says my 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 coochie oh oh, I'm sorry my pussy is
3: is golden
1: golden. in a in a a classy ass room during an anniversary (laughs) event right like While she's sitting there probably wearing, you know, $800 Jimmy Choo's or some shit. And like a $2,000 handbag. Like this woman is classy. Yes. Highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. World traveled. I mean, like unless you are a a traveling celebrity, you probably don't have more stamps on your passport than my mother does. Right. You know, very culture, very, you know, world traveled. But, you know, (laughs) got Got edge She's to her. She's still
2: from Chicago. Still from Chicago
1: <laughs> and still can drop an F-bomb. I and, love th- and, it. and then what else she say, uh, his body is my playground? My like, pl-
2: your you father's body is her playground. What are you talking
1: <laughs> like, about? Are you serious? <laughs> like, who walks out the house that and the says best. shit like this? Like, like I, this isn't Aaron Sorkin or, or Shonda Rhimes <laughs> writing your script, right? Like, you're not.
2: I knew who they were, and I even was like, oh no listen, oh, this is so listen. uncomfortable you know
1: and people be thinking I'm gonna be embarrassed I'm like do you think I would invite this F- if, I did? <laughs> if I didn't know, <laughs> I
2: this, this, is know. this is who she's been my whole life and so
1: afterwards uh, you know afterwards I you know, I gave a big hug and kiss she looked so pretty that day I said, she uh,
3: did
1: I said uh, yeah I said man I said you look really good I said hey <laughs> I said uh, I, I can't remember what it was I said she said yeah she said oh no I knew I wasn't gonna embarrass you I figured I'd go ahead and say that since you're always talking about me on your little pod. On your little
2: podcast. Do you like how parents will say everything you're doing is little? I see see you at your little job.
1: Right, right.
3: Okay, yeah. With
1: your little girlfriend. With your little
2: girlfriend. With his little friend. (laughs) So, hello everyone. I am Casey Alana with special guest Isaac Paul. We are here today. Uh, Omar and Brittany are out this week. But Isaac, you know what, there was something that I did want to bring up because we were at, me and the girls, me and the Jessicas, were, uh, the Jessicas are a part of our team. They were on a couple weeks ago. We were at breakfast this morning, and they said, which they're not used to, you didn't tell them how you felt about our anniversary on Valentine's Day. Mm. They didn't hear like from your perspective, and you don't have to go into a full recap because we're doing that next week. We're going right. to do the full recap with Omar and Brittany next week, but... Just how you felt about it? What, any takeaways? What were your mm. thoughts on it?
1: Wow, they actually said that. They yeah, did. Yeah, no, you know what? They look I've, forward to it. Yeah, I look I've, forward to I've, it. I've been slipping this go round because yeah. there was so much that led into it, and then immediately afterwards, there was some uh, some business that had. Alfie to be said it up. was her favorite, so she, she was
2: surprised to to not hear anything from you because she was like. Did he not like it? This oh, no. is one. Of, yeah. This is my favorite. Yeah.
1: You know what? And I'm I'm gonna have to like really you, and really what we need to have is a full recap. Yeah. Um. But you know, because it was Omar's favorite as well. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, I must say, if it's not the favorite. Mm-hmm. it's probably top, it's def it's definitely top three yeah but it very well could be my my number one favorite uh just for a couple of different reasons mm-hmm. you know um some of which you know like you said we'll go into in, in greater depth uh you know when we get uh uh the the you know your your co-host back yes. and then my partner in crime or whatever you know i can't you know <laughs> can't can't do stuff if if, if the general if ain't the, here, you know, like I mean, the team any general, ain't in formation right we can't really so, um, but no but but there was a lot uh that led into the event and you know being the kind of person that i am i'm always seeing stuff like I'm i'm always i've always been a glass half empty i mean a glass half full type of person mm-hmm. like just by nature i don't even try to be it's just the way my mind works so I'm gonna always have a positive stint on things. Uh, but this particular show though, man, no, it was it was phenomenal in like eight different directions, you know, and it's funny because I I didn't realize that I hadn't given them the full uh feedback. I think I, I think I found it so thrilling and invigorating that it's been motivating and it's had me in a state of like focus mm-hmm. of okay. So like now what? You know what I'm saying? In terms of and, and not like now what like oh man we gotta make it bigger, but mm-hmm. just like now what in terms of okay, that was the show that you've always imagined. Right. And so now you gotta make certain that you not only effectively duplicate it, but that you capitalize mm-hmm. off of exactly what was created in that room, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, I thought like like I'll put it like this. I have to say that it probably was my favorite because I've been giving it an A. Yeah. And I seldom give anything that I do in A. I'll yeah. give it a A minus or mm-hmm. a B plus because like, I I wanna show love. Like I know I'm always passing mm-hmm. and I'm passing with honors. Right. But I give that an A.
2: Okay. So we have um I know you look at the stats, we have more and more listeners from out of state, um in other cities. Give them a quick rundown of what the Tequila Tales live is. Because mm. so I feel like we've, we've done, what, 13, 14 episodes, and I don't know that we've ever broken down what it actually is.
1: Interesting. So, in other words, we talk about it. and people right. just They're like, like oh, okay, I have, the no people they're talk about, they right. have no idea what right. they're talking about. I have no idea. Right. You know, it's okay. So. You give him, really give him the about, Cliffs notes,
3: by yeah, the way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know,
1: well, okay, you can't really talk about tequila tales without g- using one very big word, which is experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is something that has to be experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you talk about from start to finish, we're kind of taking you on this roller coaster of, of, of a very well-planned out well thought out evening of like titillating conversation, mm-hmm. uh, as well as like engaging dialogue yeah. and 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 beautiful atmosphere. Like, mm-hmm. w- we go through a lot of stuff before we have one. Like, we we generally will, won't just have them anywhere right. unless someone is hiring us mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we want we we want to hire you mm-hmm. to have a tequila tales type of discussion in this room. If it's something that we're putting on. We're very picky about the the location and the uh, ambiance of the room. Yeah. Because
2: meticulous. You
1: you said very meticulous. Oh, oh, incredibly. Yeah. You know, and and it's largely because it's like the room is like a silent partner in the operation. Right. It's very important. You know, like in order to get the proper conversation out of people, Mm -hmm. they got to feel sexy. Right. You know, you can't
2: properly lubricated properly lubricated <laughs> libations you know. if you will right you know but you but you got to feel
1: like something might pop off you right. have to feel like you're inside of something that is special yeah you know uh, yeah we could very easily have these things in rooms and have those old school metal fold-out chairs right like Stop. auditorium style. we scenes.
2: ain't doing it right We're Not doing yeah, it. because that would then change that takes away from the
1: from the experience yeah. right like my mother's not talking about how coochie is golden if she's sitting in a room that feels more like a presentation is about right. to start for, mm. you know, um timeshares. Sure. You know what I mean? There's nothing <laughs> sexy about <laughs> that. Did I
2: tell you I just sat through a timeshare presentation? Uh, Let me tell it, you, I came up. I know it's whack and I three hours of my life I'll never get where, back. Where
1: where where was this timeshare? <laughs>
2: <at? I'm laughs> okay, me and my little brother. I took my little brother to Vegas for his twenty first birthday. He wanted his siblings to take him to Vegas. We took him to Vegas. We were on the Strip, getting drunk, and someone pulled us to the side, like, "Hey, do y'all want uh, y'all want to see a show tonight?" I was like, "How much are the ticket?" oh they're, they're 70 so wait a minute yeah. somebody
1: pulled you to the side and mm-hmm. the first thing you asked was how much are the tickets you didn't ask what kind of show you clearly don't go oh. to Vegas often okay first of all I've someone been. someone says do you want to <laughs> go to a show you want to see no, a show tonight no I knew you like I oh knew... how much are the tickets <laughs> no 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 He no. probably thought you was a two <laughs> he thought you was a prostitute. stop it you no, stop it no he
2: said he said he do you want to see a show tonight we do got Cirque du Soleil we oh, got okay. this this and this so yes yeah, I did leave something out I apologize cuz i have gotten flyers for prostitutes <laughs> Several times in Vegas, right. they like you Don't like, get oh, it man, how up. Much,
1: They like, well, look, the show can come in your room.
2: <laughs> what kind of show you looking well, for? Well, well,
1: it, well, it depends on how long you want the show to be.
2: <laughs> no, so yeah, so we want to see a show, and I was like, how much are the tickets? And he was like, seventy bucks for all three of you. I was like, sweet. He's like, just go in there, and they'll tell you what you got to do. I was like, oh no. So we go in there, and he broke it down, like, hey, uh you got to sit through this presentation. Um, but just tell them you're in the process of buying a house right now, or it's an escrow and you won't have to do anything. And you're going to get the tickets to Cirque du Soleil. You're going to get a buffet. You're going to get, um, what's it called? Slot machine credit. Stop yeah, it. Yeah. Y'all
1: got slot machine. Credit? We did. We did got you credit. you all use it?
2: No, cause it was too much going on. And then you'll also get a three day, two night stay in Vegas. At mm. the Luxor, the Excal- you, Excalibur, or I some shit like that. I guarantee
1: you that those three days are going to be between <laughs> Sunday and Tuesday.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, they're trash days, and I'm right. sure that Luxor and Excalibur are the most basic hotels in right. Vegas right exactly. now. But nonetheless, um, yeah, my little brother looks was. like a
1: video game on the outside. It's like, <laughs> it looks like Mario's adventure. Like, what the fuck? Can you even <laughs> sleep a in a dish. <laughs> I'm a grown ass
2: man. <laughs> Why is this <laughs> shaped like a, a pyramid? Pyramid?
1: No, no, no. That's that's Luxor. That's
2: Luxor. Excalibur
1: is shaped like a fucking castle. (laughs) Yes, it is. It looks like...
2: Both of them are shaped like... They just need
1: to give you a big cartoon Like Mario Brothers. Yeah, I'm telling you. I was waiting to see King Cooper or something when I walked on the inside. Long story
2: short, set through the shit and... We got our tickets to Cirque du Soleil, and it was the best show. Mm. It was worth it. That show was incredible. So,
1: question: You must clip coupons then, because that was a very Boy, coupon stop. clipping. Stop, mm-hmm. my little
2: brother. He was the the um ringleader that day. I was you, like, look, do you want to you do probably
1: this? Shop at Save Right, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's
2: Save Right. <laughs> get the fuck out of That's here! That's where I'm you not, get your eggs from. You're like, you like, you know what? Uh uh-uh. uh
1: this money don't grow on trees. <laughs> you can save 25 cents if you get the eggs from the Walgreens. You, got
2: organic, right. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> organic you got organic money? Right. You
1: got organic money? You got organic money? Right. You got non-GMO
2: right. money? <laughs> so, um, yes, to sum it up, basically, I would say that the Tequila tails. Oh, I didn't even finish. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, I you know, apologize. You cut
1: me off. No. I, hey, so I had so to
2: tell you about my, my timeshare right. experience.
1: <laughs> so, no, we were talking about the I didn't buy one, by the way. An experience, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want it to be sexy Um, because that plays a big part into it. You know, so you come in, you got the DJ that's playing, uh, kind of setting the tone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll have live entertainment. Yep. You know, I'll come out, I'll do my monologue, uh, introduce the host. Then we go into this very engaging discussion where we engage the entire room, regardless of the size of the room. That room could be. 100 to 150 to all the way up to 300 you know but this particular show we were directly in our sweet spot so um you know like i said yeah i mean it was without question the sexiest uh, show that oh. we've had to date, and, and if a big Brittany was of here, she would be oh, she on a tangent totally, oh, about how sexy the room it. was. It was it was incredibly sexy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you say that, right, it sounds like we're bragging about it, but it's not that we're bragging. It's that
2: we'll own we're this creating. <laughs> but but even beyond
1: that, it's like we're creating. We're we're creating an experience, and the atmosphere p- is one of the most major components to getting people in that mood. Mm-hmm. So we've we've had to sometimes have shows in rooms that are awkwardly positioned or managed, and we still have a good show, but you you can't enjoy it as much because when that woman says that crazy thing from across the room, mm-hmm. I don't I can't, I see, can't her. see her. I don't know where she's at. Mm-hmm. You know, and this room just happened to be the perfect layout yeah. for what our show was meant to be. It was It was when I envisioned Tequila Tales mm-hmm. what I always imagined. Yeah. So that's why the moment that we went in there, I knew from jump I wanted this, this room, yep. but I wanted to know how you guys felt about it? Because you know, I'm trying to get better with that type of <laughs> stuff, and not just all right. We here and that, but then when you all you got don't want to be a dictator, whole, exactly. Well, I don't want to be Trump. You know, <laughs> just putting bullshit.
2: You want to be a fascist, <laughs> in, front <of> <laughs> in front of people's faces, <laughs> right. like
1: yeah, is it's, you know, we done. Yeah, you know? but um, but no, yeah. So uh, you know what? Yeah, no. Uh, this show, yeah, it was an A. It was an A. It was, it was a, a freaking A. I'll
2: give you that. So yes, please tune in next week because we will be. Recapping, We're going to go. We're actually going to play you, play you a couple of clips from the show um, and kind of unpack them a little bit. Let you know what our thoughts are on them. So tune in when uh, my co-host Brittany is back on the scene. Omar will be in the building. Um, speaking of Brittany, she is in New Orleans right now. Hmm. Yes. The all-star weekend is taking place as we speak. Oh, And she is living the life.
3: Oh,
1: goodness. I know. I know. She's been uh, uh, all over IG. (laughs) I'm sure she's
2: Snapchatting every moment on Bourbon Street, as a matter of fact. But. Yeah, So, um, you know what
1: though? I haven't really cared because we've had some beautiful weather here in <gasps> Chicago. So I'm like, hey, Holy uh, Enjoy your little nollie. Right? We in the 70s, Chicago. Book. This might as well be showing highs, out as far as I'm concerned. Listen, White if any of you shorts, they
2: are in shorts. If I, I see any more of you in shorts, it is not that warm. Okay, it's warm. But it ain't that warm, so y'all need to stop playing. It well, here's my deal. Y'all doing the most. If you
1: want pneumonia, that's cool. <laughs> Don't subject your kids <laughs> right. to that same put bullshit. Put your baby.
2: Put a sweater on your baby. Put, put a
1: sweater on your baby and keep that hat <laughs> on his bald ass head. You got him out here looking like, anyway.
2: All right. Let me go ahead and uh, introduce the podcast and we'll go ahead and get started. You ready?
1: Oh, we haven't gotten started yet?
2: I mean, mildly. my
1: coochie is dope.
2: <laughs> stop it.
1: I'm sorry, you want me to say pussy. pussy." No,
2: I don't. I Uh, don't want you to say either thing.
1: (laughs) I mean, and y'all heard how she said it. Like it wasn't even like uh like it's almost like she my mother knows how to curse in a way where (laughs) you gotta pay attention to the fact that it's a curse word. Yeah. Because she says it in a nonchalant way, like like, oh, this is kingsman english yeah you know i
2: want we have to get her on the podcast like i I, I think if we can't do it next week it's gonna have to be the week after but nonetheless This is the Tequila Tales Unleashed podcast where we discuss everything love and relationships with a twist. I am Casey Alana. Again, my my co-host Brittany is out this week. And I am here with the know-it-all, Mr. Isaac Paul, greatest host of all time. And the host of the Tequila Tales. So let's get into it. Okay. All right. So this speaking of All-Star Weekend, uh, the biggest hype um, outside of that whack-ass dunk contest. Oh, is that what that was? The, the, I mean, I think people were excited about it because of how great the last last year's dunk contest was. Oh, okay.
1: Because yeah. I was trying to figure out what that was. I just kept seeing niggas jump jump over people's heads.
2: Yes. I was like, And oh, missing okay, this dunks. Must be something how are you new. This missing like dunks, frog. bro? The ball is in your hand mm. and the basket. You're touching the basket, but the I ball is not going into like, the basket. I can't I even. Seriously it's a lot of like, it was a lot of theatrics.
1: I think no, no, no. I don't even think it was theatrics. Like, it, it was just horrible. They were, like, they were bad. I, it was really so bad So they this have year. the skills challenge now. And I thought this was a new challenge. Like, let me see if you can dunk on a 12-foot rim. Okay. Because them <laughs> niggas missed.
2: <laughs> All of them. I, I, I
1: think they set a record. <laughs>
2: yes. For how many they missed. I, oh, I'm dead serious. Yeah. I guarantee it was somebody's going to
1: come out with an article. They missed more dunks. This they, one year, they have to, then eight years in a row. Like, yeah. it was disgusting. And that one cat who plays for the Magic, mm-hmm. uh, who kept who tried to do the um the drone dunk, yeah. You know, I was really disappointed in him because mm-hmm. some people thought he was robbed last year, right? Now, really, I was he expecting a lot from him
2: this year. He
1: and that other cat from I think the Timberwolves, man, when I say that, them two light skinned boys repped us well <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were light skin well they were light
1: skin well good. because everybody knows <laughs> good for them that the best dunkers of all time well first off in in this mm. guy's brown skin Vince Carter has probably mm. had the best yes dunk performance ever and yeah. most people will be like yes yeah then some people will say Jordan Jordan was very um Graceful.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: you
1: know, and and I think he helped to popularize it during the period when it was just kind of like this new thing. like,
2: okay, this is a little bit ignorant for me to say, but I'm not certain because I think I was young and didn't really watch All-star back then. like I I was old enough to know the Bulls were winning you know, championship after championship, whatever. I was obsessed with Michael Jordan, space jam, the whole thing. Um, but did Jordan ever participate in the dunk contest? Yes. He did. Okay. He did win. Oh, okay, cool.
1: He's the one that basically invented the fly from the free throw line. So anytime somebody does the go from the free throw line, they're taking it from him. Okay. So he won the dunk contest when it was in Chicago. It was back in like might have been like eighty six, I think eighty seven. It was like him and Dominique Wilkins. You mean
2: 96, 97?
1: 86, 87. Yeah. So you were like what three or four or something like that?
2: Are you serious? Yeah.
1: Jordan has been. Jordan got drafted to the Bulls in like eighty four
2: crazy yeah
1: so i mean you know i was back, an so that's what infant. I'm yeah so that's why you can't okay. remember any of this all right this this so by the time he started winning awesomest.
2: championships was in the 90s by the time
1: he was winning championships he wasn't dunking on people like that no more because right his knees right okay so that's why he developed that's why i was like i don't remember
2: shot. ever seeing him in a dunk contest but right. and i don't want to stay on sports too much because we're not a sports podcast but what i think stands out which unless you've been living under a rock do you know about
3: Okay,
2: Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Okay, we don't talk a lot about friendships on this podcast, but yes, we
1: do. well, it, <laughs> right. I'm like,
2: if we do, we don't we don't stay on it much. But friendships Y'all are call
1: them relationships. I call them friendships.
2: <laughs> well, friendships are relationships, and I think that that's what we feel to recognize and that they're important in our lives and i think that while Rus- russell westbrook and kevin durant were playing together they did establish a friendship in in okc okay so you want to give us a little bit of backstory about why they're beefing right now and oh i mean I where, give a backstory. where I kevin can durant it is and what's happening there all
1: right well here's the deal okay uh i'm probably not the best person to throw this to okay. because i've already formulated my opinion so I can't give you like the rundown as a reporter, but basically what it came down to was Kevin Durant uh was up for free agency mm-hmm. uh this past summer. Okay. And instead of signing with OKC, which I'll be honest, I can understand if Oklahoma he decided City. to yes, mm-hmm. uh Thunder. If he decided to sign with a different team, mm-hmm. you know, if he felt like his chances at winning a championship were not going to come to fruition mm-hmm. in Oklahoma city. I can even understand him having to make that very tough yet, very arduous decision of, uh, you know what it, going elsewhere for me to, you know, take my talents somewhere, somewhere uh, else. Yeah. Cool. Everyone <laughs> has done it. Not everyone, but a lot of players have done that, sure. especially in this new age where,
2: or even if you're, um, I don't remember, uh, who's the guy with the beard in Houston?
1: Uh, Harden.
2: Harden. Didn't he go there um, for the money and so that he could kind of be the star of a team?
1: Well, okay. So the thing about James Harden was he used to play with uh, Oklahoma City as well. Right. Uh, He was their sixth man, which means he was coming off the bench. Right. But he was incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. Now, when his free agency came up, yes, he was going to be the main player in Houston. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, considering that a he hadn't won a ring, right? But then b you're talking about an increase in salary, something that would be gargantuan, right? right like right. Oklahoma City at that time still had Ob- Ibaka, mm-hmm. as well as Durant and Westbrook, mm-hmm. and so him it was the difference in him probably making seven to ten million dollars a year mm-hmm. to making like. 20 to 21 million dollars a year Uh so it was it was right
2: so the reason that i brought that up is that sometimes it does make sense it makes sense sometimes you got to do what you got to do for yourself you
1: got to do for yourself yeah uh now once again back into just sharing the story Mm -hmm. um kevin durant decided that he would exercise his right (laughs) to go to a different team Mm -hmm. and so he signed on with the golden state warriors now There's like, everybody's got their different, you know, oh, well, you know, man, I mean, I'm saying he got to go and get a ring and uh, I hear everyone's (laughs) bullshit point that they make and I'm going to call it bullshit because everybody that's got heart understands that that was not a boss move to do. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you are considered one of the top three players in the NBA right? and you are going to sign not only to the team that just set a record last year right. in the amount of games that they won, mm-hmm. but it's also the same team that beat you after they were down one to three in the western conference finals so mm-hmm. it's almost like it, 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 it's almost like if you know I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a of an analogy like an american analogy it's it, it's it's really like Trump in Russia mm. You know, you you decided to click up with our enemies, really? Yeah, that's what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, and, and everybody is if if you're a Trump fan, you like, oh yeah, we gotta be cool. But with I think people the Russians. And we're like, really? is
2: this is we the NBA, the it's Russians? not dangerous for him to go there. So if yes, he was dangerous to who?
1: Man, to to his character, to his legacy. Because here's here's where it gets jacked up to me. Okay, so let's say that they win this year. They were supposed to win last year. They are built to win for the next 5 years. So you you basically just joined just to get a ring. Yeah. You didn't join to say I wanted to earn this ring. You're like I I just want the crown. Mm-hmm. I just I just want and, but but is it really the crown mm-hmm. or did you just
2: how many how many would you say star players are on the Golden State Warriors? Oh my this year? goodness. Like like could be the head of a team oh my or like, like at least
1: four. Okay. Like you've got you, okay, so you've got uh Clay Thomas. hmm Thompson. Uh, Thompson. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Steph, obviously Steph Curry. Steph Curry now you've got Durant mm-hmm. you know um Kyrie. Draymond Green no no know Kyrie Irving Draymond B-man Green right. Dr- even okay. though he's their sixth man right. like Draymond Green nah,
2: he's the truth
1: he's the truth yeah like he honest to God is the real reason why they are winning
2: and they got the people they, they got shooters off the bench they got too. shooters off the bench man they yeah. just
1: got that uh Man, I can't think of his name, but uh, what's his name? Tall-ass center, man, that's always doing some dumb shit in the middle of the game. I can't think of his name right now, but you're talking they've got legit four all-star players. Like I believe Golden State this year, Mm -hmm. if they entered in the next Olympics Mm -hmm. as the usa team i think they could come away with just the just them just them i, th- I think their I full team could win the gold right you know and so
2: well nobody really fucks with us U- usa wise anyway then um, they don't but, <laughs> but that's nonetheless but i'm just saying so so yeah it was it was okay. a big move you all right know, so they West they Westbrook recently like um okc and golden state played recently in okc mm-hmm. and it was high tensions yeah. <laughs> to say the least, right. Um, Kevin Durant's mom was in the audience, like really frustrated that people were calling her son all kinds of bitches cupcake, and cupcakes. But it's called cupcake, it's yeah, a, it's a cupcake. Yeah. So um, Russell Westbrook was was carrying OKC on his own. I mean, the fact that he's averaging triple double numbers, and it's it's because he doesn't have anyone else. Like right. there are no other shooters on that team. Nope. But nonetheless. um, at that there was a lot of tension. people was getting fights in that game. Uh, Russell Westbrook started to come back. He's like, "I'm coming, I'm coming." Right. I was like, "Oh my God, Russell, I love you." <laughs> but anyway, because right. um, nice he, throw, he throws so much shade. It's the best shade. <laughs> if y'all have never seen the shade, look it up. Um, but my question is, is Russell Westbrook mildly hating? On the fact that Kevin Durant will more than likely get a ring out of all this like is this a form of jealousy
1: no I don't think so why not um, and well okay so I, I can't pretend to be in people's heads but mm-hmm. I think like I hate to say it this way but any real nigga I know does not respect the move that Kevin Durant made Okay. And I think people can love his talent. Mm -hmm. I think they can love him as a person. I think they can want to see him get a ring. But you cannot convince me that clicking up with your enemies Mm -hmm. just so you can start winning, you know, I mean, that I, I can't even think of an appropriate analogy, like, because it's not something that is commonplace in athletics. I respect that sometimes you got to click up with people in order to achieve an objective. But the thing is, is they didn't need him. Mm -hmm. They did not need him. They were winning big, like huge, Mm -hmm. like record setting huge. It was an an, it
2: was an anomaly that they didn't win the championship last year. Exactly. Period. Like Cleveland just pulled off.
1: Now, here's the deal. Golden State, Mm -hmm. oh, they make the smartest decision in the world. Sure. from a business perspective, Mm -hmm. or if you're a Golden State fan, oh, you're like, Ike. shut the hell up. Oh, you love it,
2: right. Kevin Durant is our guy. (laughs) He's
1: our guy. He want to get these rings. (laughs) But if you're talking about, let let me kick it to you like this. If he wins three rings Mm -hmm. with Golden State, it will not equal one ring to me in OKC and here's what's deep and this is and this is what I'll say to anybody that's listening that may disagree i guarantee you in kevin durant's heart it won't equal oh for as sure. much why you think why for do you sure. think lebron took his ass back to cleveland i guarantee you that that one ring he mm-hmm. won mm-hmm. with with, with them Cleveland. cats with yeah. Cleveland mm-hmm. doing Met it Moore. the way that he was supposed to, then the two he ran he won in
2: Miami. In Miami. Yeah. Well, the only reason I ask that is because sometimes in friendships, I feel like people lash out at their friends in the name of quote loyalty, mm. but in fact, they may be jealous of the circumstances that 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 friend is moving into. Whether, um, I feel like, so there were points. Let me think about this. Let me think about how I want to say this because I might be outing myself a little bit. But a friend of mine um, moved. friends of yours? A friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Singular. (laughs) Moved to another uh, city with her boyfriend. Okay. And I was, I was, I lashed out at her because I felt like they weren't together long enough for her to be moving away with her, with him okay um but in actuality i was not i was was i i wasn't jealous that she was moving i was lashing out because i wanted her to stay with me Mm. like don't leave me fuck this nigga like you you haven't been with him long enough how could you choose him over me although the place she was moving to was a great place she could flourish there and regardless of her situation with the boyfriend i i instead of being happy for her for the changes i was upset that she was leaving me Mm. you see what i mean so wasn't that
1: like a sam uh what's the name sam something song
2: sam salter oh sam smith yes it was Mm -hmm.
1: because
2: you're all i I need. need
1: <laughs> that's bars. what she was doing while she was. Yes, I, my away. my
2: <laughs> my hand was extended, <laughs> fingers spread. Right. Yes, I okay, was. Really so sad.
1: okay, so that's interesting because, admittedly, I had a similar situation where uh, I was living in Atlanta and a buddy of mine uh, had gotten a job in Jersey mm-hmm. and he was moving away, and you know I was feeling some kind of way, but honestly. I was excited about his move. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, I ended up developing into Westbrook. And and, and this is why I'm going to say that I think the Westbrook situation is a little different than your situation. I think me and Westbrook was on one thing. (laughs) I think (laughs) you was on something else, right? (laughs) Okay. I understood when my buddy had to take this new job in another area because it represented growth. It Mm -hmm. represented the next step. Now, Mm -hmm. he and I were involved in a partnership artistically Mm -hmm. and our shit was starting to kind of click and we were starting to move forward and so me knowing that he was about to move to a different coast I got concerned that okay he's going to be so you know absorbed in this new position that he's going to just let everything that we've been working on for like the last six seven years fall to the wayside yeah I was also if I'm being very honest and I knew it back then envious of the fact that he was moving to a new realm because I like travel. I like new experiences. I'm right. someone that I'm not frightened by those things. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, um, you embrace them, embrace them. Yeah. You know, it, it, it excites me and invigorates me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I was a, I, I was a little envious of that, but, but I was also thinking in the back of my mind, like, okay, what well, is my buddy? So maybe he's just laying the groundwork, mm-hmm. you know, for me to go ahead and move out there as well because you know what the things we were doing was going to take off more greatly in new york than they would in atlanta
2: right i thought it was jersey
1: well shit new york in new (laughs) jersey is like it's just a bridge yeah so i was thinking new york okay Uh, at the time no i think he was living in new york he lives in jersey now got it um so yeah i was a little salty at that Mm. now as he moved and when he moved in the time that you know i would i would hit him up and at first it seemed like he was kind of being responsive and shit Mm -hmm. but then it it just it got to the point where he wasn't responding text messages emails phone calls just got like hella flaky Mm -hmm. like incredibly flaky and it's somebody i mean we have been building like this thing for like several years so it put all the pressure Mm -hmm. on my back to whereas all right, this used to be two, three men that were doing this. Now it's all a one person thing. So yeah, admittedly I did become a little bitter, you Mm -hmm. know, because I felt like, like, man, like you were quick to just let go everything that we've been working towards. And then when you're saddled with all the frustration of still trying to, achieve this dream or achieve this objective Mm -hmm. but now you don't have your partner Mm -hmm. then like yeah you'll find yourself getting upset or whatever now and that situation is even different than the kevin yeah and Russell situation but but i think that um like i said i just personally i had to accept you know what he's moving on x Mm -hmm. y and z so you know when i look at it in hindsight i'm cool but I still look back on it like, yo, like, and what's crazy is the shit that he let go 10 mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. now he's trying to do now. Mm. Like, oh, really, nigga? Right. Like, seriously? Oh, you oh, back? Okay, so, oh, okay, now you back. <laughs> yeah. And now you sending me shit and you want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, and, and I'm not even on some bitter like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm not one to uh, engage. Now I'm like, nah, I think you missed that moment because yeah. what you didn't recognize at the time was was we were in a moment and we had a window and that we couldn't take advantage of, yeah. and I think that uh, Kevin Durant potentially ruined that his window. window now.
2: Yeah, because OKC could have could they almost won the and uh, they probably the East would have won or this the year. the West are they in the West? The West, yeah, they're in the West. They probably would have won yes, this year. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying
1: like yo, like they've been clicking for a while. Like yeah. yo, take that anger, yeah. take that frustration, mm-hmm. take whatever bring it, it back is this that's been. Br- bring it back mm-hmm. and like dig
2: dominate. deeper
1: and try to dominate like see sometimes and you know i, I know you got other topics that you want to talk on so mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to keep this brief i feel like sometimes man we are so quick to take the cop out right because yeah. we appreciate more th- the accoutrements of victory or saying that we've won mm. more than we appreciate the process or or the journey of winning you see what I'm saying? Can I
2: give you an example of when I've done that? Go for it. So I started out at um, University of Nebraska coming out of high school. Um, and it was more important to me to graduate from a, quote, reputable university at that time so I started out the University of Nebraska and then I moved to Arizona and went to Arizona State for a while but then at some point I was like nope it's more important for me to just get the degree and not actually focus and and get the degree from a school that would have provided me a better education so I ended up graduating from after 10 years of dropping out going back dropping out the whole thing you go uh, graduating from the university of phoenix and there's nothing wrong with the university of phoenix there's a lot of excellent graduates that come from that there's a lot of adult um graduates that that's an awesome setup for them being able to go to school from home and the whole thing but if i was so hung up on making sure that i got a degree instead of focusing my efforts on getting scholarships at the university that I wanted to go to or the university that I felt would have um, catered to my educational needs that I was just like, nah, whatever I got to do to get a to get a degree is what I'm going to do. And if the University of Phoenix is going to give me the easy road, I'm going to take it.
1: But, you know, I feel like I feel like we even do that in relationships. Sure. Like, I mean, there are a lot of times people just want the ring.
2: Oh, for sure. They don't care about who it is that they're (laughs)
1: with. They don't care about how it is that they get there. They don't care about the process. It's Mm -hmm. almost like. Or the person. Or the person. You know, it's like you get so caught up in, you know, the um, idea of it. I even heard uh, a friend of mine was telling me recently about, and I don't know if this girl is from Chicago or not, but, you know, Valentine's Day just passed, and uh, apparently uh, there was a woman who had made up a fake boo. A fake bae. I'm sorry? A fake bae. <laughs> right? <laughs> to the point where Jeez she's girl. got pictures. She's taking she's taking pictures in I uh, I guess apparently like his crib. But then some people was like, that's her crib. Like and then anytime somebody like really started kind of getting on to her and trying to catch this- her up, she started blocking them from Facebook. And so I'm hearing this and when my homegirl was telling me this I'm like, wait a minute. Is she attractive? Right. Because the first thing I'm thinking is, is I didn't I wouldn't expect that you would have to do that if you were attractive. But right. I but I can understand feeling this internal need of I have to play this game mm-hmm. or like put on this facade because people are watching, you know, but it's that thing. It's like it's like we're searching for that validation, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't care about what it means to actually be in a good relationship and building that because that's actually where the benefits come from. Mm -hmm. You know, women kill me when they you know, a. oh man, I have a hard time getting married. Stop the fuck it. I saw a meme the other day of this big, fat, white hand. I'm serious. Each little finger looked like sausages, Aww. right? And it had a ring finger on it. And the meme had something to do with, okay, yeah, but y'all bitches out here acting like y'all can't get married or Look, something to that degree or whatever. Okay, but right? that's like, not
2: a good argument because yes, we it can. Is. No, it's not. Because yes, it just is. because there are plenty of men out here who want to marry us doesn't mean that we should just settle and marry them because that's they're the available. You're
1: making my fucking point is that for people to be all caught up in this marriage thing if if just being married was is what's important to you mm-hmm. if if just being married is a trophy then you can go and you can get that the same way. Well, like Kevin some people, Durant just getting a ring no. is what's important to him clearly. Some because people want to get married, but they the also team that he wanted to be with. No, he didn't. He didn't want to be with Golden
3: State.
2: Right. He no, I agree with, with you. He can get but when it comes to getting married. People may want to get married. And that is a quote trophy that they want. But they also want it with OKC. They want it with the guy that they want it with. They're okay. not just going to dig somebody out it, of is the
1: point that I'm making.
2: It's we're not always that simple.
1: F- it's never that simple. Okay. That so, we're so s- are we saying
2: the same fucking thing? Yes, we thing are. You, you're, you're, you're fighting here. against me. And I'm, I'm like, not fighting you're against making you. the same point that I'm making. No, but you were making it seem like it's simple for women to just get married. It There's is. all these niggas in the friend zone. Yes. There's all these broke yes. dudes that will be. That's what's
1: important. Okay. If just getting married is what's important, mm-hmm. stop pretending. Because, see, what I'm getting at is that women try to play this whole I'm lonely role, Lord. Or, oh, you know it ain't. Yeah, getting married. Oh, I don't want to talk about. It. And I'm like, yo, sweetheart. I personally know of five good dudes that have shot you game. Now I get it. Maybe they weren't your type. So what I'm getting at is your narrative then needs to change.
2: You needed to change what your change type. Change your
1: narrative. Oh, no, change the narrative. Don't play the victim like, oh, my God, there's no good men out here. No, there's a lot of good men. You're just not attracted to them. Mm -hmm. There's a certain kind of man that you want, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you want to cater your fucking order Mm -hmm. to be something that's so precise, Mm -hmm. then you understand that that means you can't just go into an American restaurant and have some good food. If I want French food that's made this way, that comes from this particular region, that has this, then that means that... Very it's gonna be settled. hard to find it's gonna be you, hard yeah. to find that there's some people you. that have a much broader you know uh, uh, window of operation or whatever you want to call to or they can be pleased in a much more simplistic fashion if your tastes are very refined mm-hmm. then you have to accept that it's okay to have refined taste but that means that it's either going to take you longer or there's some other shit that you're going to have to sacrifice but let's not make it seem like the game is twisted because you can't get the six foot five guy that's got muscles that, you but know, just, but, is making but just, good money just and is going to be faithful to you. Just to You're be clear. for a fucking lot.
2: Okay, just to be clear and mildly play devil's advocate, but on some real shit. Like, so I have several male friends who would normally be in the friend zone. And, and they are in the friend zone, which is totally fine. But... Those men are also in this dating realm, which is very new in comparison to what it was, meaning their idea of what a perfect woman is also skewed. So these men that are in the friend zone that I know who are either overweight or, you know, just people that I normally would not be attracted to either on an intellectual level or on a physical level, they also have a skewed idea about what a woman should be Let them. me ask,
1: have you given them some pussy, though?
2: Not a fucking chance.
1: Okay, then I don't want to hear that because if you did then you would notice that all of a sudden they would start to shift Boy, into look, understanding listen, that listen, you may stop be the perfect it. person stop for it. them. No, you know what I'm listen, you clearly wasn't baiting the hook properly.
2: Not, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. See, but I that's don't
1: what don't I'm saying. Like, what? they want, they, they want,
2: yes, they what, want a woman want. who can cook all day. Like, the, the game has changed. If I'm working just as much as you are, if not longer, you expect me to come home and play domestic. And that's cool. I'm not saying I should know how to cook. I think every adult human being should know how to cook for themselves. But for you to expect me to be in the kitchen and cleaning the house and taking care of the kids and all these things while working the same amount of hours that you are because you have some skewed idea about what manhood is, then we so are not super. going to work. Work, stop it. And <laughs> we're not gonna work. I'm and your ideas are just skewed as skewed as these women out here who think you know men need to have they need to be six five and have muscles and have a great career and be black and have hair and the whole thing. Like well, listen, everybody is in this st- They are.
1: They are but 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 the reason that I was making the argument that I was making is because very seldomly am I hearing men? complaining about their inability to be able to find eligible women to get married to.
2: Oh, I've heard it, you
1: know, I I have from lame dudes.
2: Okay. I I, I, (laughs) I mean, I I don't disagree with that, but, but I, I feel like there are people on both sides of that coin and it's not fair to just say that all women are out here being mildly gold diggers or they're, they're being unrealistic uh -uh, with their list. Okay. Well,
1: I'll put it like this. I'm not even saying that. See, but that's once again, though that's that, that wasn't the argument. I've I've seen people play victim mm-hmm. is the point that I'm making. Okay. I've that. seen people say things or or they have this energy about themselves like they're just having such a hard time mm-hmm. at finding someone, you know, when in reality it's their inability to be able to compromise mm-hmm. or or the fact that they have such a narrow window of of excuse me, eligible people that could that could penetrate their criteria, that, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. that fortress like no because i know people like, for like me, that for me personally mm-hmm. and it sounds cliche when i say it i tell people one i do not have a type okay two i'm also nobody's type i love it when people tell me oh no you're my type no i am not mm-hmm. i'm your type after you fall in love with me mm-hmm. but i'm not your type people aren't looking for light skin slim hella intelligent, talks a lot, big head, you know, hella fine, black guy, right? <laughs> None you of know, those. Get the fuck out of here. are abnormally large you Johnson, sh- right? <laughs> shamelessly
2: plugging yourself. Get the fuck out of here, Isaac Paul. That's enough you know, out of you.
1: No we, nobody we're, wanna, we're moving nobody on. Ain't nobody, <laughs> wanna, nobody <laughs> looking for that, right? Okay, you know, we back. Until they know me. Until they know me. We but, back. But seriously, <laughs> though, like, like, you know, but, but the reason that, you know, I get along with people just beyond ro- r- romantic stuff is – I'm very accepting of people. Mm -hmm. So that's why even when you see my friend group, it's so wide and varied, right? Like I can go and hang out with, you know, the hipster white kids and have an amazing time and call them some of my closest friends the same way that I got some friends from the hood. You know what I mean? I'm not going to always be kicking it with them because I ain't trying to die. (laughs) But they can, you know, I'll bring them out, you know, and take them places. Hood doesn't
2: equal death.
1: Uh, it, well, it depends. It,
2: depends it, it, on the well, frame. Where we going? I ain't going
1: to Adriana's, you know. The Adriana
2: first. See, or? every time I say that <laughs> shit, you Omar, I try to act like y'all ain't never been there
1: to a Meek Mill concert and shit. Meek Mill, come to Chicago. That's where he plan. But up. the point that I'm making is just that um, I try to, like, like my willingness to always be uh, accessible to people um and, and to be so open is why I feel like I'm blessed with so many very close friends. So that's why it always catches me off guard when I see people that don't have friends or are having a hard time finding people. I know off the top, especially if you're attractive, I know off the top is because and, and there's nothing wrong with this. I just I understand it, but I know it's because there's something in you that you have a very particular type of individual that you're looking for and and while i respect that what it means is that you're not going to be able to like you're you're filtering out a lot of eligible candidates um and and, and that's cool i'm not because i'm not the type of person that says yeah date someone that is unattractive you know, yeah, I remember yeah. Rako.
2: Somebody that you're not attracted to. To,
1: because mm-hmm. like Rako said in that one clip that we had mm-hmm. um, where her and Omar were going back and forth or about whatever, the friend you know, zone. about the friend zone. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't just dip into the friend zone because, mm-hmm. you know, if I start off at a place where I'm not attracted to you, what is it going to look like after five years? I understand that. yeah, But the point that I'm also looking at, though, is, okay, I'll say this and then I'll let you move on. There are people that will not... That are that are unemployed, and they've been unemployed for several years, mm-hmm. and then you know the more you start thinking, man, I'm having a hard time finding a job, and then you start to realize, oh, it's it's people that's offered you jobs. Oh, it's, it's positions that you can't accept, mm-hmm. but you've chosen not to take those positions because you're too good for that position. Oh, right. I'm too good for this. Oh no, I that's need to That's not enough this. money. Oh, it's not enough money. So you'll be broke for two years before you take $60,000 because I used to make one twenty, mm-hmm. but then you're borrowing money from me. Like the only really time nigga? that's
2: okay is if it's less than what your unemployment check is. Right. Exactly. That's the only time that's okay. Exactly.
1: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in those moments, what you start to realize is, oh, okay your unemployment it was a decision that you made Mm -hmm. you know how how often can any of us get our dream job sometimes you got to work up to your dream job or sometimes you got to make your current job your dream job right or sometimes you got to take what you can for right now in order to move forward but just pretending like you just lonely and destitute because there's just a barren waste field and just nobody's hollering at your fine ass ain't nobody trying to hear that shit
2: (laughs) okay I'm going to um, move on to the next uh, topic. But speaking of the video that you mentioned between Reiko and Omar and all of our videos, be sure to go to our Facebook page, The Tequila Tales, or our YouTube channel, The Tequila Tales, as well. And you can check out all those videos and comment on them and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on them. So, Isaac, you have obviously heard of a uh, Hurt Bay. I haven't. Hashtag hurt Mm bay. Okay, well, there is um, a video going around. It's about six minutes long. We're obviously not going to dig into the whole video. You don't
1: have that to queue up for us to play? The whole six-minute video?
2: I am not going to play a whole six-minute video Uh for our listeners. That is not necessary. But you do have two uh, young adults, a young black couple who broke up um, during their college years, I think early 20s. And I can't tell if it's... If it just recently happened, it feels like it has, but they they now live in different states or whatever. But basically, they're just kind of- You know a
1: whole lot about their life to not know. I, how you know they live in different
3: states?
2: It, it tells you at the end of the video. Uh, okay. Yeah. to say. Like, Calm you Googling down. them.
3: Like, you friends with them. I don't
2: them. care enough about them to Google them. But I uh, they basically are sitting across from each other and kind of talking about- you know how the relationship ended and the fact that he cheated on her and she's asking him some questions about why that happened. So I don't have the six minute video, but let's cue up um, a moment from that, that video and uh, dig into it a little bit. Okay. How I many times did you cheat me? I,
3: I, I, I don't know. Maybe you had to say, I I wasn't counting.
1: Mm. So he said, "How many times have you cheated?" She asked, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't counting." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Well, if you had to, you know, think about it." So it's funny because I was before I even found out about the Herd Bay I saw that clip. And they asked that question, you know, how, how many times have you cheated? And, you know, he was like, man, I don't really know. And she was like, well, if you had to think about it, you know, and it was like his memory basically said,
3: there was Brenda, Leticia, uh, Linda, Felicia, okay. Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, and Delicia, Ooh. Teresa, Monica, Sharon,
4: Nikki, uh-huh. Lisa, Veronica, Tammy, McNeil, yeah. Cookies Oh, I met her in the
1: ice cream parlor right. Tanya, Diane, Lori, and Carla okay. oh, Marina, uh, Selena,
3: uh, uh, Katrina, uh, Sabrina, uh, uh, Sabrina uh, uh, About three Kim, what? Latoya, and Tina, oh. Shelly, Bridget, Kathy, Rashida uh-huh. Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Damn. Stacey Tracy, Ronda, and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda,
2: Tawana and Wanda. (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> i i was turned up over here let me tell you something the internet wins every that was time funniest me it wins ever. every He's fucking like, time i don't
1: know <laughs> like,
2: about three kids <laughs> dmx never failed me yo that never that, failed okay me.
1: before you even get into her babe can we at least just pay oh. homage to 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 DMX in his heyday. Yes, Before uh, everything that was shred, my high man. school.
2: DMX reminds me of high oh, school. Man, like DMX it was
1: was that dude. We he had so was many the records. Tupac, man. He, he was. was supposed to be that dude. He man, was just got you there.
2: I'm trying to think of a a wax song. Like every single record he put out. Was off the chain. And yeah. not only that, he started to dip into acting and had the nerve to be good at acting. Was, I'm
1: telling you, he was. He had a Tupac type of yes, energy. Yes, he did. You know what he I'm saying? Did. Where they, they were able to use that emotion, you know, and you could feel it. Right When you either saw them on camera or you listen to it, you know. It used to
2: crack me up that he uh, talks the way that he raps. Like, that's, right. that's right. how he sounds. Damn,
3: I'm just saying.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really, bro? Like, just man, calm down. It's, it's you know? really,
2: you know, drugs are, it's unfortunate <laughs> what happened Cocaine to DMA. It's a hell of a it's drug. It's a you hell really of a drug. You
1: see, but see, the thing is, I'm telling you, I know his type. He is Sagittarius, man. I know his type, man. A lot of my... Really good friends of Sagittarius's, and they, man, they can go from zero to 100 like in a snap. Look, and my and they, mom is And they're a like sage. loose cannons. She, yeah, man, they loose cannons. I don't
2: want to say she's a loose
1: cannon. Oh, no, they are loose cannons. <laughs> <laughs> you just have not. See, because I got Sag in me, and I know that that's the loose cannon inside of me, and yeah. I can feel it.
2: You can flip out at any moment.
1: Oh, man. Well, not at any moment, but you know when it's coming. Yeah. I think normal sags probably can flip off mm-hmm. on any moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, With I know me, my mama can. I'm able sure. to
1: like hold it. But I, when I tell y'all about the warrior, yeah, oh, oh, I can feel the drum beats when I'm like, okay, I got gotta, I gotta I gotta, I gotta fucking jumanji
2: drums in the background man i'm like i gotta leave this spot
1: right <laughs> now because yeah he got one more time to say that shit man and this whole party about
2: <laughs> y'all saw that explode. shit at tequila
1: tales one time
2: yes the you over on the side yes was? You you gave, you gave you gave him the business in a very classy way. Hey, I will give you that. And, and, it could have went a different direction. Oh, it could have gotten in yeah. to the
1: point where everybody saw my energy shifting. Yeah, because he thought that they. He thought he. What would he say? Uh, <laughs> you thought you run smart tech, <laughs> <laughs> but now you see Jay runs smart tech. I make the rules in this bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag forty year old virgin well, quote.
1: that shit, no, man. that's I was fantastic. Like, hey, to get him a pie.
2: There all right. So my question about the Hurt Bay video. So uh, you all heard, like she she was sitting there very heartbroken, asking, you know, how many people did he cheat with? And he just said, I didn't know. And then she says, if you had to count, and he's like, I'm not sure. And so my question is, does she really want to know?
1: Absolutely not. Would it Absolutely would it make not. her feel any better? Good question. Nope. Absolutely not. She. She had an amount in her head that she was hoping he would say Mm -hmm. because of the fact that he was clearly a hoe. But
2: but what if what if he said that amount that she had in her mind?
1: Then 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 she would have felt a little better. Okay. Like, okay, let me tell you what she wanted to hear and what the truth probably was, which is why that meme was so funny is because that was the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, like.
2: Right. (laughs) He was counting because he he knew
1: because I think. He well, he wasn't counting, but he did have a ballpark, sure. and the ballpark was in the dozens.
2: At least, yes, at least double digits. Yeah, for it was, sure.
1: Oh yeah, it was, it was hands yeah. down as double digits. Because if it was three mm-hmm. over, oh, because I think they might have been messing with each other like three years or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was three years, and he had slept with three, like three years. You knew she, because remember when you watched the video, she, there was a point where she said something like, "I came down to your place, and you was with somebody.
3: Oh god,
2: and
1: you told me to to go leave to leave."
2: Now, Girl, first off, that was some pimp shit. Stop. No, seriously,
1: no. that was some pimp shit. Okay, but he would have been
2: broken up with at that point. Well, whatever. And I'm surprised no. she didn't put when hands on anyone of them.
1: Shit. I don't mean that was some player shit. See, there's a difference between player shit and pimp shit. Okay, break that. Pimp that down. shit, player shit is people that know how to play the game, and so in essence. You're getting people to want to do the things that you want them to do. You know how to play the game. Okay. So, you know, even, even if they don't want to do it, you're still winning. Mm-hmm. That's a player. A pimp is like, is I'm pimping you out. I'm manipulating you. And you probably don't want to do these things, but I've got you in this space. Like an actual pimp. Mm-hmm. A pimp, like all of a pimp's hoes want to be his main His chick. bottom or either his bottom, mm-hmm. his main or his only chick. Okay. But they accept this this lifestyle that they don't want to do because this other person has control of them. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, that was uh some that was some pimp shit.
2: Okay. So when you get to a point cuz at one point she did say that she went or he was saying that she was going through his phone. Right. Right. When you get to a point, right, where you're having to look through the phone, does that mean it's it's over anyway?
3: Uh,
1: I would say yes. You know, okay, so let me, let me, let me, before I get right into that, let me just go ahead and touch back on the amount of numbers that she wanted to hear. Because I do believe that she had an amount in her head. She wanted to hear, she wanted to hear, like I said, three people. She wanted to hit three, maybe four people. Uh, if she had heard that, I think in her mind, she was already justifying this stuff. And she would have felt like, oh, I wasn't that bad. Okay, he really didn't do me that bad. Looking at him, and I hate to say it, just that with that curly hair, like I know his fucking type. I know dudes that look like him and the kind of body count that they got he probably ran through if it was a three-year relationship man he probably ran through a minimum of 36 women minimum 36 women it may have been more aggressive than that now when you ask the question of whether or not it was That's a, time, a lot That's just oh 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 totally <laughs> and 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 honestly I'm saying, th- I'm saying 36 in a very um was was what I'm conservative conservative yeah right because that's because that's just once or twice a month i know and i knew well, men like him too
2: month. i knew men like him too in college and it was you're you're right you know what I'm saying you're probably about right and it's easy
1: and 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 they throwing it at yeah, you college
2: girls yes stop it <laughs> you know
1: so uh so yeah you got that um now in terms of was it time for them to break up like yeah absolutely yeah absolutely like But just the first time you feel like you need to go through it, you need to you need to you need to catch yourself.
2: Well, that's what I wanted to talk about because not necessarily them specifically with the phone going through the phone and all that, but just people in general. Like when you get to a point where you feel like, and if that say that's your thing from the onset,
1: going through somebody's phone, going through somebody's phone, you you a crazy bitch.
2: That's not necessarily crazy. It's It's insecure. It may have come from insecure. Doesn't mean crazy. It may have come from previous relationships and being hurt constantly and just not being able to trust someone. But does that mean that that person shouldn't be well, in a okay. relationship? Ever? So here's
1: the reason why I say it's crazy, and I and I use crazy loosely, not insane, but it's it's a it's a crazy move, right? Because you, okay, so w- when you come into a relationship, feeling like I need to check this person's, you know, uh, stuff how do i put this um
2: you want some inch high private eye you you know what
1: i'm I'm because okay i just had it a moment ago because it's it's such a it's it's the kind of thing where you're never going to be able to find what it is that you're looking for Mm -hmm. that makes you feel happy you know what i mean oh for sure like like if you're like okay so the reason i say the moment that it that you want to start checking it's time to start questioning a relationship is because generally most most normal or regular people Mm -hmm. would never even get the inclination to check until certain things were happening that made them made their antenna go up right Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship or even just a normal relationship says let me question the individual about something that i've seen or sensed So that we can kind of keep things, you know, 100 or whatever. Um, The moment that you're like, I got to check it behind their back means that you're already saying, one, I think they're doing something wrong. And two, I don't think they're going to tell me the truth about it. Mm. So that's 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 a double thing. One, one, you're doing something that is that is breaking the the um, the agreement in our relationship and two I don't I don't trust in your capability of being 100 with me. So even if just one of those things was bad, that's enough to break up with the person. Mm-hmm. You doing both is is giving you an indication something here is not right. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Now, if you walk into a relationship doing that shit, mm-hmm. then that means you are so broken that you are incapable of maintaining the kind of relationship that's ever going to make you feel that means that that man or that woman didn't do anything yet to even make you feel that way you just you just are looking for pain and you know, yeah, and uh, that's that's
2: that's, that's the thing. Dangerous. It's so not that only that is it not, dangerous; you're not
1: equipped, you're not equipped or ready to have for that a new kind relationship. Of, yeah, for a new relationship, and you, I think you that, you especially with
2: with people who um, have been in a relationship and then they start to look into um, somebody's computer and phones and all that shit, there is literally nothing you can do, um, or there's nothing you will find that you won't feel is inappropriate. So you'll look at a text message and it's like, so where are we meeting? And it's from a female and you immediately think something negative And it may not be that. Um, I, I recently had a friend's uh, boyfriend reach out to me about how to um, surprise her for Valentine's Day. And just based on um, our interaction and the fact that he was just asking a simple question or the fact that he even had my Uh, social media information, my cell phone information, it could look like we may have had a a relationship outside of theirs. And it's like, that's not what that was. He actually was trying to surprise you and do something nice. But because you're looking for something, you're going to find it. And you're going to think that it's something more than what it is. And so I have always tried to... Avoid looking through phones. Like it's never amounted to anything. Good. Yeah, and you know, I did it when I was younger, but nah. And
1: and I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like I think that all people at some point or another get that it, it's not even. I don't even think it's always that you want to find something bad. I think we're just nosy by nature. Yeah, sometimes, You don't
2: like, want to find anything bad. But if if you're looking. No,
1: I know. I do think some people want to find something bad. OK, well, that's like a, that's another like, no, shit. No no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't make that sound like that's just like a few people on the fringe. Oh, no. I think most people that go looking are masochistic. I think some people right, are attracted to Right, and that's what I'm saying.
2: When I'm saying that that's something else, I'm saying that's something else that they need to deal with they need to either get some counseling for which i am a hard advocate for i think that if you are looking for something bad if you want to ruin the moment your your joy in the present that is something that you need to work right. on right
1: now but 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 i guess e- even what i'm saying though in terms of just like the curiosity right like so i've dated women where you know you know we all got these fancy laptops and shit and you know uh people will like uh leave their laptop out and available and, and there may be there may have been a, a moment where i may have needed to do something on their laptop like and i know that even sounds like an excuse but there have been like legit ass moments where i need to uh tap in this so i had a shitty laptop for a while so there may have been times i either need to send myself a file or do whatever and so it's sitting right there so okay boom you pop it open and uh if it pops open, say that their Gmail, and you see the G chats open, right? I I immediately try to not look at shit and shrink that screen immediately because I don't want, I don't I don't even want my eyes to glance past somebody saying. What
2: if it accidentally does?
1: What What you mean?
2: Like the G chat because it'll show you right then what's going on if you see a word Uh, a trigger word that just grabs your eye man
1: it 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 then and at that point i'm gonna be mad at myself and i'm be mad that i had to fucking use that laptop that day because so you'd
2: rather not know
1: oh fuck yeah i would rather not know now if i caught that word and i saw something Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna pretend like i'm big enough to not investigate i probably would go Mm -hmm. in and and then at that point i gotta i gotta determine how I'm going to deal with the information and depending upon what fuck shit I'm doing,
2: <laughs> it's going <good> to determine <laughs> like, you know, am I being I'll, worse than am she I, am, am, is? It, I can't right, really right. Is speak this on karma? this. <laughs> is this karma or is this,
1: you know, whatever. Like, that's you know, funny. you don't want to be that dude. Right. But, yeah. um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, because, cause that's happened one time. I never forget. I was dating this one girl and y'all remember, uh, you know, the one I told you I had the great coochie with, that was a liar. <laughs> the so liar. Like, yeah, the yes. Liar. Um, What was it? It was, oh, man. I'm trying to think if it was something I was doing on her laptop or her phone. And it was something that she asked me to do. She literally said she wasn't good with technology. Isaac, do you mind doing X, Y, and Z on the phone? And I shit you not, Casey. Every piece of me wanted to be like, nah, no, I don't <laughs> even want to hold the phone. Like, I didn't even want to hold her phone, right? Just because I just know shit. Timing and dumb shit. I kid you not. I'm sitting there. I'm holding this woman's phone. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what the instant message or the text that came up. Because whatever it was, it wasn't like I had to go through it and, like, read the history. Mm-hmm. It just said, like, it popped up. And it said, uh... Damn, what did it say? It said, um uh, "It was, it was, it was." It said something like, "It was like a something like a hey, sweetie, uh oh, whatever, whatever, whatever." But here's the deal, though. That's that's just affectionate talk, right? Oh like, yeah,
2: no, I know people friends. that call people sweetie yeah, no matter who they're talking do to. Too. Like it's mm. not like that. I have that a wasn't coworker it. who calls. Uh, the people the customers love hey love like she says that to people she doesn't know so yeah that could be misconstrued right but that's how she speaks
1: i can't remember what this was but just know when i saw it it wasn't that it bothered me. It bothered my spirit. And that's what was bothering me. Okay. Was because I listened to my spirit. And mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't trust this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever this was, I was like, uh, she's fucking dude. Like uh, <laughs> she's
2: totally fucking this guy. She's
1: totally fucking this dude, right? So I, I didn't say nothing because I was like, This this is in violation of just my code. I not I didn't that's why I didn't even want to fucking hold the phone in the first place. I didn't say nothing. So she tried to pretend like, you know what just happened didn't happen, mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, we kind of got through the whole evening, and but she saw my, my body language shifted because that's, that's the thing with me. I'm not the guy that's like, I don't care. So, like, when you said a moment ago, you don't want to know, yeah, I don't want to know because if I don't know, then I can be natural. I'm not the person... I, I, I commend women that can know they niggas ain't shit and still be cool around them. Like that is a Jedi level <laughs> trick that you all
2: have figured out how we to We have do. a lot of Jedi tricks.
1: <laughs> that I can't do that. Like, yeah, I know this nigga fucking this bitch. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he'll come in and you'll still, hey baby, You like I can't do that. Like I I haven't I haven't had the Jedi training that you all have had. (laughs) So when this happened, I was like, all right, I'm smooth enough to not be questioning her about this, but – it ruined the tone. If I was all lovey dovey before, now all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, you know, I right, she getting a little me. stiff arm and shit. Right. You know, she <laughs> wanting to get all cutesy and kiss on my cheeks and shit. And You're I'm like,
2: like, nah, boo, mm, I'm done.
1: Ah, just kind okay, so kind ain't in the mood. You as know, far,
2: as far as hurt Bay goes, I did see a meme recently. Okay and it showed all these images of her, and she's really attractive. Like, it showed her not crying, and like, I think there were some professional pictures that she had had done. Oh, yeah, I had seen another Did you picture. See that? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's a cute. She's very cute. Yeah, she like she like about
1: an 8.759. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Uh-oh. sorry. I shouldn't have, oh, I, I just uh, objectified her. I apologize. I mean, whatever. I was, it's just, just a very specific listen.
2: number you came up with. Well, yeah, because no, because I don't
1: think she's a dime. Like, she's right. not quite a she's team, very attractive, but she though. is, um, like, yeah she's wifey material but people, people people
2: under that meme fellas. were just like you know she is how could you cheat on somebody so attractive stop the fuck in. Yeah. right and so mm-hmm. i was thinking about that because people say the same thing about Halle berry and several other Attracted Halle Berry. Halle
1: Berry, Halle Berry. You
2: done? Halle Berry. Halle, you remember that song? I do. <laughs> okay, I knew you'll get on it. you better stop it. She walked look, like a model. Look at, at <laughs> Scrub the ground <laughs> oh, I do remember that song. Don't leave
1: me hanging. Omar ain't <laughs> right. here. She oh, I'll done. turn that bitch I, on. I know you remember that. But um, <laughs> She's like, that's on my workout playlist. It right is on now. my
2: workout playlist. Um, but people would say that she was crazy because there's no way that someone was so attractive could be cheated on and that used to really bother me because i feel like first of all anybody can get cheated right. on that's a non-issue but i know you have said in the past that there is she's got some crazy inner to oh, be yes. attracting these crazy circumstances oh, yes. but i feel like no it could happen to anyone i don't care what you look like and that's not fair to put attractive women in a box because they're attractive that anybody can get cheated on. Anybody can be taken advantage of. Anybody can be abused. All of these things doesn't matter what you look like. At some point people just get used to you and you're no longer Halle Berry. You're just my wife. And I'm going to start putting hands on you or I'm going to start cheating on you and that's not okay. You can keep saying my name if you want to. Because you're trying to, you
1: said, you said, like, you see, you turning this into, (laughs) like, like, like now I got to defend an earlier statement that I made. Yes. But you can't say that if the earlier statement that I made was being taken out of context.
2: Okay. Say more things about that. Boom.
1: So, uh with these strong ass drinks you're making <laughs> and shit, You know what I'm saying? Uh listen. Listen, man, I mean, can, I mean, can, I'm I mean, not a bartender. A <laughs> I am
2: not a bartender. I, you, you, ask a you, I you asked me drinking. for a drink and I made it. bottle
1: over here? We just take it to the head.
2: You asked me for a drink and I made that shit. Goodness, you need some water? It is water?
1: Sunday. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, okay, wait, wait. So <laughs> the you Lord said, drank you wine. You said, right, man, and, and this is not wine. If this is wine, that's another thing. This is vodka and that's something else. But anyway. It's uh, potato
2: vodka. It's better. Yeah. Chopin.
1: <laughs> Chopin. <laughs>
2: we're still, we we need still a- waiting
1: for that tequila sponsor
2: though <laughs> I be
1: <laughs> on y'all bullshitting but anyway
2: a Daily On is an option as well
1: uh, nah Puffy got Daily On and you know, right Puffy, anytime he do something boy he want to own everything bro the rock
2: <laughs> is out here winning.
1: yeah they are and he'll be like yeah i own y'all now. <laughs> i don't own tequila. no nigga oh oh you I thought, own you that the contract was for tequila tails, <laughs> <laughs> nigga i own you i own you now.
2: i own all of you all you. omar britney right, right all of y'all niggas right. i own all be of like you
1: episode of south park and shit <laughs> anyway know what you're agreeing to um okay wait a minute. so the point that you that, that you Made yes. Was that uh, you said that the statements that I've said in the past was that if a woman was attractive,
2: no, you were making you were making the point that Halle Berry uh, must attract a certain amount of crazy right. to her. Yes. Now I'll tell because you of her erratic scenarios, no, uh-uh. or no, whatever. no, no, no,
1: because no. because this is this is what I was getting at. Okay, I dated the pathological or not pathological, the habitual liar. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. um, I knew what I was doing during the time. Mm-hmm. I walked into it knowingly,
2: okay
1: uh, because I knew that she had been lying since I had <laughs> known her many years back, yeah. and then I met her again, she's still lying, but then once I saw that the sex was amazing, I chose to continue on mm-hmm. with what it was that I knew, okay. right, mm-hmm. but if you look at if you took the sum total of like let's just say my last like five six or seven girlfriends all of them are not habitual liars she's one she she's an anomaly right if you took other women that i've dated these are all to me amazing women that were in many cases marriage material like like i generally attract good women so that lets me know i'm a good dude I'm not a crazy dude because I don't continuously attract crazy people. If if a woman is attractive and she seems like she's sweet, but her last three to four boyfriends were abusive. What I'm getting at is, is it her fault? No, it is not her fault. We're not going to place the blame on her. Mm -hmm. But there is something about the type of guy that she's interested in Mm -hmm. because the numbers don't lie. The sure. numbers don't lie. There ain't that every nigga out here ain't beating bitches asses. <laughs> so if the last four boyfriends that you've had are hitting on you, mm-hmm. then it's not that it's something you're doing that's making them hit on you. It's that there's something that you're attracted to that's violent. There's something that you're attracted to There's a that
2: mental um You, you don't believe it. It's kinda like Stockholm and Exactly and Batter Wife syndrome. Exactly. And,
1: yeah. You're 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 like I'll give like you meaning might meaning i thought these three guys were attractive one is treat me this way eh, that feels a little uncomfortable you know uh, i'm not used to that. this other guy uh this other guy yeah he's got a little twitch and shit <laughs> he got a little edge oh i like that edge that's yeah that's who i'm gonna make my boyfriend but whatever that little je ne sais quoi was that you were attracted to Uh-oh. was that abusive
2: with the big quality. words you like that shit. that's french you baby
3: know?
1: Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? On ce soir,
3: ce right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Chau so like that
1: thing, that thing that 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 keeps hooking you is probably, you know, an ingredient. You're choosing that you're and you're choosing that mm-hmm. you know that's not the only guy you know it's just like the same stuff we was talking about earlier today about mm-hmm. you know people can't get married this that and the third. It's, it sounds like we're talking about different things but we're talking about the same stuff like some women routinely are attracted to guys that are unavailable right some women are routinely attracted to guys that may be homosexual mm-hmm. and on the down low some sure. women are routinely attracted to you know what i'm saying like yeah and so when you The moment that you start to see a pattern Mm -hmm. develop in your life, the only way that you can really move beyond it is you have to kind of analyze yourself. What is it? You got to
2: change something internally.
1: You know, because I've had to do this with me and not from a romantic perspective, but from like, a okay, in 2017, I want some different results Mm
3: -hmm.
1: professionally. Mm hmm. There's certain things I'm doing yeah, I've got great things, but people ain't paying how they weigh. yeah so all right that means I gotta start approaching this situation differently. Mm-hmm. I got to start approaching how I manage my business operations differently because uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting a lot of work mm-hmm. but it's not it's not paying th- you know uh, my worth sure and and if, if that's all I'm attracting then I gotta either look at my process or mm-hmm. I got to look at something internally within me and you have to quote the
2: price that you deserve
1: and you got to quote the price that you Mm -hmm. deserve but you also got to mean it you also got to believe that you're worth that right and so when i said a moment ago that you know you got this woman and she sees gentleman bachelor number one Mm -hmm. two and three Mm -hmm. bachelor number one probably felt uncomfortable because she's not accustomed to being honored right she's not accustomed to what it feels like when someone is really into you Mm -hmm. you're used to the dude that's playing hard to get you're used to the dude that you know oh yeah he he plays games whereas Mm -hmm. this one guy is actually coming at you like yo i'm feeling you Mm -hmm. and that makes you feel uncomfortable and 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 now all of a sudden he a cool or he a goofy or a lame he a
2: lame dude you know
1: but 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 what makes him lame i literally had tell this to a close friend one time Mm -hmm. what makes him lame Mm -hmm. you know you got to almost analyze it because You can get into a space where you're so accustomed to being rejected by the guys that you like Mm -hmm. that if a guy that you like actually shows interest into you, that feels foreign. And in your mind, you draw the association that he must not be worthy of my time because I'm not used to people that are honoring me. Yeah, I'm used to I'm used to I'm used to going after the elusive thrills. I'm used to going after the guy that doesn't have time for me. So if this guy's got time for me, then that means he got too much time on his hands. Right. Because I'm not valuable.
2: I've actually um been that person at one point. Like I I only went after the guy who was super attractive who had all you know, X, Y, and Z going for him and all those different things. Um and eventually I changed my mindset because I was realizing with those particular people they weren't giving me the things that I needed internally and so it became less important the the superficial became less important. But now what's odd is that when I see men that are incredibly attractive or they're really tall, they got money and all stuff. Like that now equals that gives me a negative connotation to mm. them. So now so I you look say at now them now
1: you like ugly niggas.
2: No. Never that's what it sound like this shit stop you know it. what I'm saying? you, you see, basically you twisted just, my words I'm just saying you that's just not what I a big I fucking said I
1: like ugly niggas <laughs> <to
3: shit.
2: laughs>
1: hey uh, FYI for every ugly nigga that is listening to this <laughs> podcast uh, maybe not ugly if you were just mildly unattractive uh, there is the potential I that you can get at Casey
2: I the shit out of you so
1: her email address
2: is Isaac k. stop play it. no it's not <laughs> stop playing. <laughs> don't listen to tequila go ahead and send her <laughs> that is a, not a my email address
1: she needs verification <laughs> i
2: need verification your that you're not attractive stop it no you, listen you
1: may be able to holler i need you to pay said. attention she, she this is not what's humble. happening
2: i don't like that it's just <laughs> the right. people who are really attractive i think because of the experiences that i've had I don't find them, I don't find them attractive anymore. Mm. And that blows my mind. Mm. But we do have to move on. Uh, we've been, on. I know, we've been chit-chatting and uh, all that shit for the past an hour and a half. But nonetheless, so there is a story going on out right now about the new show on BET called The Quad. Mm. Have you heard of it?
1: The Quad?
2: The Quad. Is is that the, that, is that
1: the one that's like uh uh, uh stomp the yard meets drumline
2: it's it's about black college era yeah, HBCUs, so base, yeah, but it is not drum the
3: yard Yeah, okay yeah <laughs> that, that they should have called it drum Stop. the yard or stomp the line
2: <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was hilarious thing that it, I was a little creative that was good?
3: Think was anyway okay. so
2: the show is a um a depiction of hbcus but you know it's a drama it's a fictional drama and you know there's going to be some great parts there's going to be some not so great parts um but it's all fictional so the president of hampton university which is a very prestigious um hbcu historically black college university um he was very upset about that particular show coming out but his comments did come out after the first episode so here's a little bit about what he said He said, devoid of any reference to academics, the quad is about a president who is promiscuous, trustees who are unwilling to deal with the rogue band director and a band director who condones criminal activity on the part of his drum major. The letter read. The quad will lead many to believe that HBCUs exist because of their marching bands, that our presidents are unethical, that our boards are dysfunctional and have misplaced priorities, that our faculty, students and administrators are driven by sex, alcohol, marijuana, low self-esteem, parties and a preoccupation with music. That is. That it is acceptable to disrespect women, that university policy can be set by a band director, and that there are no standards of conduct or penalties for bad behavior. We cannot afford this kind of storytelling. It amounts to the type of fake news that is prevalent today. You see all that most people know about HBCUs is what they see on television. What I see on BET was not accurate. Rather, it was a bogus representation of very important and historic institutions. So, um, Deborah Lee, the um president of BET and I'm sorry, CEO, I think. Is she CEO of BET?
1: What's her name?
2: Deborah Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Anika Noni Rose, the star of the show. Okay. They did uh, so Deborah Lee did meet with him and said that she heard him out. Oh, she met with him? She did. 'Cause oh. yeah, she's like, Fuck it. Like let's let's talk about this. Mm. Um he heard her out. They had a very um quality conversation she basically was just saying like look bruh i hear what you're saying but this is a fictional drama so let's start with that um anika noni rose said she had spoke to ebony and said our shows have to be more positive more respectful more high-end than anything else that's seen i understand what that's from it's because we're not seen enough so we don't have enough sides of us shown to sometimes feel comfortable. But if we're going to show humanity and human behavior, we cannot only show the glossy parts. We cannot only show the PhD, full family living mm. on a hill with a fence. We can't only show we can't only show that because that's not all of reality. That's not all of humanity, and it's dishonest to show that one side. Um, to the critics, she did say, uh, "If it's not for you, turn the station." Mm. So I agreed with her. First off, I do watch the show. It's only three episodes in. Um, so he did base all of this off one episode, um, which not I think
1: for one episode. He probably saw the previous. The previews. Like yeah,
2: it's um, granted. There are some not so great things, but we're not going to lie and, and say that some some HBCUs are not managed properly. That's why so many of them are in financial dire. Like Chicago State here in Chicago, they're struggling to stay open. They actually had to close for several months. Like, this is not, it's not completely fiction. So, is that considered an HBCU? technically i think they do fall under that yeah do they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah research hashtag
1: research <laughs> Stop. hey y'all go ahead and fact check her though because yeah, you please, know niggas out here throwing out fake news it's
2: a lot of fake news <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but, I'm with
1: trump man listen man we calling this bull we call them bullshit bullshit dude, when we see it
2: but what i got from it's that is he gonna
1: call it fake news. hit
2: dogs holler mm. people do not speak out about things unless it struck a nerve Like, dude from Hampton, first of all, I know graduates from Hampton. First off,
1: you from Hampton, right?
2: Who is? Oh, he's the president of Hampton University.
1: Dude, shut up. (laughs) Like, it'd be one thing if it was dude from Howard. Okay. You from Hampton. What do you mean? Everybody know, man. The real... H. U.
2: Oh Lord. How you're one of those. No, really I'm not because I went to FAMU, So I'm like, fuck all <laughs> of
1: them. Anyway, uh, but it's funny that of all people he decided to speak up, like really, dog, that'd be like a dude from Grambling spoke up. Like, all right, we respect y'all, but yeah. if you're not Howard or Fam you okay. Mm. <laughs> we ain't trying to hear from you. Or Spellman <laughs> or Morehouse. Right. even clark we might let sleep sneak in but Hampton, bro <laughs> you just try to get some attention right now you try to get well, your your he your has funding spoken up.
2: out a, about a lot of different things because yeah, so he
1: always trying to get his funding up so that's what we like oh dude, is that what that is stop it no really i'm just i'm just being full of shit right now but, <laughs> um i mean you know okay here's the deal <sighs> okay because i guess i understand a little bit of the point that he's making mm-hmm. but i do greatly agree with both what uh deborah lee as well as what was the uh, young lady's
2: name anika noni rose anika she is noni an rose excellent actress yeah so for her to for her to, to her, even her be name. a part of it to me kind of gives it a certain amount of credibility
1: it, it does. And I mean, you know, BET has definitely been stepping up their game. So, you know, yeah. definitely continued uh, kudos to BET. Mm. However, um, yeah, I understand. You know, this almost reminds me of a little bit of what we talked about last week with the top 10 episode in terms of, you know, why I don't watch certain shows that uh, depict. Struggle. Struggle mm-hmm. or or just us in an unfavorable light. Mm-hmm. Right. So I understand Thought process that attempts to um, kind of sanitize th- the harsh realities of what our existence is. You know, it's it's tough sometimes to make entertainment out of trauma or hardship. Mm-hmm. So you know, people that get entertained by slave shows or slave dramas, it's a real thing. It's a reality. Mm -hmm. i personally don't feel like seeing it Mm -hmm. that's that's a personal thing and a person can sit up and try to browbeat me to whatever degree they want to i can care less that's that's called preference right Right. how how sometimes you like them thick sometimes Mm -hmm. you like them slim sometimes you like them light sometimes you like them dark sometimes you like them asian who cares Mm -hmm. it's your preference Mm -hmm. you can't psychoanalyze or you know, hotet me into thinking things your way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You have a preference. Yep. That's my preference. Mm-hmm. But and here's the major but I greatly respect the art form and the fact that the story needs to be told and the fact that entertainment exists on multiple levels. So I told you all at the beginning I'm a glass half full type of a person, which means that I can sometimes turn blind eye or not want to deal with uh, unfavorable aspects. Or ele- It's just the way I'm wired. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me a great person. It's just the way I'm wired. Right. But good times, great show, great acting, great writing, and it was pivotal and... Instrumental and important inside the African diaspora. Same way with probably the quad. Like certain watching certain aspects of it may make you feel uncomfortable. You may feel like, no, this isn't the way I want us to be Mm -hmm. presented, Mm -hmm. you know, or portrayed.
2: But Anika Noni Rose hit it on the head where it's the reason we sometimes feel self-conscious about it is because we're not being portrayed enough.
3: And that, like and if there was true.
2: another uh, show about HBCUs if a different world was still out, we probably wouldn't that's be true. as critical of it
1: and and, and, and and we're talking about but see, we're not even just talking about colleges. we're talking about blacks in cinema period. Sure, right because mm-hmm.
2: we feel the same uh, way about scandal.
1: And, but, and then also, though, I, I love, not loved, but love Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people that can be very critical about that show. because yeah. but and, and here's what's funny about Atlanta is that I love it because of its intellectualism. Right. And because of the skill I see in the writing and the mm-hmm. way that they're telling the storyline. Yeah. But them niggas up in there struggling. So yes. that even kind of shows me to be a hypocrite to some degree. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I even though they were having hard times. Because a lot of their experience, I just shared with y'all. I was living in the trap house and shit, like (laughs) last episode. Like, there's things about Atlanta that I'm like,
2: maybe you liked it so authentic. Maybe you liked it so much because the the struggle that it spoke to spoke to you more. Like living in the projects in good times, right? Good times didn't speak to you because you've never lived in the projects. That wasn't a daily issue for you. Um, Roseanne wouldn't speak to you because you've never been, a you poor know, a poor white person. So, like, maybe Atlanta speaks to you because you've been in that position. You've been trying to as make it. Artist. You've been, yeah. You know, so that's a, that as that's a, being a strong possibility. A, oh, oh, very much. So. Maybe you and don't mind the struggle if it's some struggle you well, can well, relate okay, to. So
1: you know what, though, it's funny you say that, and not to just take this on a tangent, but the I think the shows that always. Touch me the most. And Mm -hmm. when I say touch me, I mean like on an emotional level. Like Mm -hmm. where I catch myself tearing up and I'm like, this is not a cry scene. And I'm sitting here like hoping ain't nobody looking at me and shit. And I'm like wiping tears outside of my eyes. It's that scene where people overcome adversity. I'm really big on that. Mm -hmm. I'm really big on people that overcome adversity. uh, And they were coming from somewhere that was less than or maybe people didn't think that they could make it or they themselves didn't think that they could make it. Mm-hmm. And, and that moment of triumph or just the recognition that I, I hit this pinnacle mm-hmm. and here I am on the other side, I stuck with it and here I'm on the other side, it never fails. It always touches me um, in a very profound way, and yeah. so I think that's what I like. However, ooh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, <laughs> still plugged but, <laughs> into the auxiliary. <laughs> uh, clearly, you know. But um,
2: it's like ten minute warning.
1: Right, ten minute warning. <laughs> uh, but uh, as it relates to the quad, though, you know, and even dudes like I, I, I guess the point that I'm getting at is that regardless of of my personal feelings about certain things i've never been into censorship sure and that's why i resist a little bit of what it is that his message meant was he wants to censor it Mm -hmm. because as you just said there is some fucked up shit that happens not only poor light you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so yeah maybe it is a little salacious Mm -hmm. maybe they are trying to capitalize off of some of the more you know hidden you know secret things but let's be some honest behind, the behind
2: the scenes right but
1: mm-hmm. but let's be honest though like and 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 this is this is with the young lady whose name i forgot i'm gonna get her name <laughs> but what's her name again anika noni rose anika uh her point is you know i get tired of us always having to be fucking perfect right in 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 public mm-hmm. you know that's that's part of who we are sometimes yeah a fucking terrorist thing happens or whatever. The first thing we're gonna ask amongst one another is, "Was he black?" Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, every time some crazy shit happens, white people never care about that. No, they never once ask, "Was he white?" Because, because they're afraid yeah. that, oh my god, if they it don't was a white person the that entire went into this right, white race and killed all of these people, yeah. that somehow, as white people. From a totality perspective, we're going to look at them and think a certain way. Mm-hmm. No, or that they represent or all that, of us or that it represents all of them. Yeah. Somehow as African-Americans, we all have to be attached at the hip mm-hmm. and everything that occurs with us. Right. It's got to be like, oh, was he white? Oh, mm-hmm. no, don't say that. Right. Oh, don't act this way out. You're in making public. us look bad. You're making us look bad. Mm-hmm. And we think this, this yeah. is baked into our DNA. Yeah. Our parents have told us this not to act certain ways out in public. In public, mm-hmm. this this is how we grew the fuck up, and it's so real. Yeah. And when you talk about white privilege, this is the thing that they don't understand. Yeah. Is part of privilege is you have the privilege of not having to feel like the dumb shit you do mm-hmm. is going to pull back, pull down
2: the entire
1: millions, right? Of other individuals. Like you do some dumb shit, it's just you mm-hmm. and the other people that bear your last name, right? And you know what? They're might, probably not even you gonna remember you it. Might make month. your
2: family look bad, but that might
1: make your family yeah, look bad,
2: yeah. But no you could just be the the un- misunderstood child. Exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> a black person does something Please. wrong
1: and all of a sudden Please. like Barack Obama having an affair mm-hmm. in office mm-hmm. means all black people mm-hmm. in leadership mm-hmm. for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. You know, Obama.
2: He, he fucks with You know, he got that thing. He yeah. got to get his
1: dick sucked all the time. Right. You know, right. Clinton can mm-hmm. do what Clinton did, but mm-hmm. that don't have shit to do with Bush. Bush. That don't have shit to do with Trump. Nope. Trump getting bitches peeing on him golden showers i don't care how much they trying to shove that shit under the road it happened it happened and we yeah. know it happened mm-hmm. and there are still a healthy degree of individuals who do not care right one black person in power something bad happens to them mm-hmm. they have to understand that they bear the weight or the pressure right of every other person that is going to follow in their footsteps mm-hmm. and it may not even be in that particular position. Right. It may be just in leadership. Mm-hmm. Every black person in leadership now bra- bears the brunt right. of your indiscretion. Mm-hmm. Think about the the magnitude of pressure mm-hmm. that that is. It, and it happen- the quad is supposed to be a showcase. <laughs> See? Yeah. It doesn't have to be... <laughs>
2: The, the fucking, one representative of nigga, every single HBCU, thing, like HBCUs ain't have Roots? been it's, it's the quad, it's the quad on BET, bro, on BET,
1: <laughs> a network we just started watching again.
2: Bam, HBCUs have been around for so long, and I lo- like, I know that you know society may not feel like they're relevant, but I- there is no black person that I know that feels like they're irrelevant. I have never heard that narrative. Do we think that some of them are poorly run and that sort of thing? Yes. But but the, it's unfortunate that that was his, um, his response after seeing it after one episode. There was a, a young lady who left a message under that article, though. Mm. And it's, hey, I'm going to read it to you. Um, Dr. Harvey, which is the president of Hampton, needs to address why on his campus you can only purchase Pepsi products, which, which he's a franchise, franchise owner of. Uh-oh. He makes money off the students. How much of the proceeds does he put into scholarships for them? How about the security staff that only makes slightly above minimum wage? He needs to address why the dorms are outdated and run down instead of worrying about a fake TV show. Ooh. Hampton is a private school and the tuition is high. He is the last individual that needs to say anything about how to make an HBCU look bad. Now... I'm not saying that all these things are true. This is one young lady's uh, opinion because I know several Hampton graduates and they are um, they have nothing but great things to say. However, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate that we have to be judged on every piece of of art that we want to put out. And I think that, that I feel defensive of it because when we as tequila tails want to put something out, people can be defensive of things. And it's like, listen, if you don't like the way we're doing something, you do it or you do something of your own that represents what you believe in. So if you don't like this HBCU show, do a reality show that shows what the actual trials and tribulations are of a awesomely run HBCU. Like if you're going to be critical of something, have you tried it yourself first? So, like, when, mm. when Issa Rae from Insecure, when she said that a big part of what her, thought, her thoughts were about black women being represented on television and the fact that we can't, we always have to be mm. perfect or we have to be mm. black girl magic, I want black girls who can just be boring, who mm. can just be regular. Like, we don't have the option of just being regular.
1: That's interesting because, you know, I didn't even think about that as it related to uh, In- Insecure. Like, in just the fact that, uh, like if
2: you look at Issa Rae, the main character, she's a very regular young woman. You, well, I she, mean, she, she's great, but just meaning she's not, you know, a, a no, high I powered attorney. She's I not, she works for a non profit, right. right. she lives in the she ain't dunes, making the shit money. <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't hurting, she ain't She's struggling. not hurting, no, so she didn't
1: have to inflame my uh, <laughs> sensitivities <laughs> like, oh, these bitches hurt, they can't right. even go out to lunch. Right. She's, not, str- oh my she's God. not
2: a struggle character, but she's also not. Not a surgeon. System. She's not. Right, you know what right, I'm saying. Like she right, can be a normal right. black girl and, living a normal life.
1: She was the one that had the moment of indiscretion, mm-hmm. right? Which, which with not a fine to say ass that, nigga named Daniel, right, but but and did it in a way that that made you understand. How she could fall into that? Like she humanized yep. a real moment that happens to men and women. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fucking brilliant show. I can't wait for season yeah. two, and I'm even I'm even gonna be open to if it dips a little bit because yeah. they I'll set keep the watching. bar so high. Watching. Right? I I want I want to see minimum five six seasons. Of oh it for, sure. for sure. Because it's just it's important, and I also know her grind once again shit going back to what we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. she didn't get the ring immediately she stuck it out right she stuck it out because she been signed to HBO since like 2013 for the folks that didn't know like that article came out a while ago like Issa been doing her thing Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying however uh, she probably got offers from other places probably could have done something else and her heart was telling her, Let me stick it out here.
2: And do the show the way I want to do it. Do the it.
1: show the way I want to do it. Because that's actually what stopped it mm-hmm. from coming out earlier. Right. Was they wanted to change some of the central characters. Right. They wanted to throw some extra white people up in there, make her best friend a white person. They exactly. really they, they wanted to whitewash it. Right. And she stuck it out. Mm-hmm. She stuck it out. And to me, She's the real MVP. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm that's so what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not like when I talk about And Here's the deal. We got a lot of champions that don't go home with the rings or the or the trophies, but we still recognize them as champions. Yeah. Charles Barkley has no ring. Karl Malone has no ring. And I'll be Is Reggie Miller. No. Well, he's no slapping ring.
2: ass, but he's good. Right. No <laughs> ring.
1: I guarantee you. We're going to continue to see them as champions. Right. But like, whether they had a ring or not had a ring, if a person knows basketball 20 years from now, they're going to know about them.
4: Sure.
1: It's not going to be like, oh, but he ain't getting no ring. Nah. It's going to be, no, because Jordan got six, right. but he was in the Jordan era. Yeah. If he was in an era a decade later, right. he would have all the rings. Oh, for sure. So, like, either yeah. you know basketball, you love it and you respect it and you mm-hmm. respect the greats mm-hmm. or you're just looking for hatch marks, yeah, you know, or notches on your belt. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where it gets hard to respect Kevin Durant. It's not because he's not great mm-hmm. in terms of his talent level. It's because you're not great because your heart wasn't willing to earn the shit Mm -hmm. the same way that the people before you and if you didn't get one then you know what you would have been Carl Malone right you would have been one of any one of the other 50 people you know John Stockton
3: yeah
1: Hornacek Mm -hmm. like I mean the the list goes on and on of great players who we consider to be basketball gods Mm -hmm. who just didn't get that ring
2: Isaac Paul, I feel like you're easing into your opinion. Were you? Uh, Do you have an opinion maybe tonight? Was.
3: Maybe I wasn't.
2: Why, Why no? are you rubbing your chest? Why are you, you know, Why are nigga, you I thought doing Omar that? wasn't here. Like, Listen, uh, I have to fill in to be, for, oh, oh, you don't, oh, like, okay. real right. you don't like real talk? You don't like real talk? Because this nigga right. is giving you real I'm talk right knowledge. now. <laughs> yeah, I not rubbing my chest <laughs> because,
3: uh,
1: See, Get your a, ass like, out I'm here. doing that. I'm doing that chest rub, y'all. Uh. circular
2: motion, right? So, all right, <laughs> I got
1: a little, a little something, and then we maybe we'll end. Well, well, we're gonna end on a clip uh, when Casey does the rundown. But you know, she asked me if I had an opinion. At first, I said I didn't, but really, I did. And I even told y'all last time, man, that I'm a, I'm a forcing opinion even when I don't have one because you, <laughs> you know, know it all because right, I'm the fucking know it all, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, sometimes it's important, but. You know, we started talking about uh, the importance of or not even just the importance of. But when it was asked how I felt about the last show Um, and I kind of went into like what made it awesome, didn't really totally unpack it because we're going to save that for when we get a few more members of our team back. But. I I will say one thing that that did stand out to me, and I I don't have to do this now, and to be very honest, I shouldn't have to do it. But I'm going to. And I really fell in love with the venue that we are now utilizing, uh, the basement. So there was a young lady uh, by the name of Emily, and she was the events manager. I normally don't deal with events managers. Uh, it's not an arrogant thing. It's just they're normally not high enough up on the food chain to be able to give me the level of service that I need as the founder of the Tequila Tales. Maybe that means nothing to you all. It means everything to me. I created this brand, so I'm thinking as an owner. And I need to speak to other people that look at their brands and potential in an ownership perspective if I'm dealing with an events manager who's probably got this job part-time because she's dating the owner or is cousins with so-and-so whether it's been a male or female they drop the ball a lot they dropped the ball more than these whack-ass dudes that was dunking in the contest last night. They dropped Stop the it. balls. <laughs> right? They dropping balls all over the place. Uh, but from the first moment that I started interacting with her, you know, she didn't totally bend over backwards to, like, accommodate, but she was attentive. She was writing copious notes. And I was I was reading her out. She was reading me out, you know. And, and the amount to uh, have a private event at this establishment is not cheap
2: by any means, it's not no, cheap. No, it is not. <laughs> it's not as hefty. It's hefty, <laughs>
1: right? It's hefty, uh, but this isn't the first space that we've attempted to occupy that has a hefty one, but this, this, it was, it was aggressive, but it was worth it for us. But everything that she did from that point leading forward uh, was I thought was amazing. And even during the show, her attentiveness uh, to detail, you know, seeing certain things that uh, our attendees needed that, you know, it's one thing when people are coming to us. Hey, can you whatever? And then I got to go to management or I have to go and find a server. No, I'm very intuitive. I'm very perceptive. So I see things and I'm seeing them grab extra tables out the back or take areas that maybe weren't supposed to be tables, but doing it so that they could accommodate to our guests. And it was such a beautiful moment for two reasons. One, because I got a chance to see the height of our show operating as a well oiled machine. But two, because I saw a venue in river North, uh, literally directly across from the East Bank Club where President Barack Obama plays basketball when he's in the city. I saw this place that is owned by the same guy who used to own um, a very popular bar in uh, River North. It, It leaves my imagination right now. But that is accustomed to literally 95 98 all white people you know you would think we came in and they would all of a sudden start slacking you know, we came in and all of a sudden we don't get the same level of service and sometimes that happens and you know you get tired as an individual when you feel like i come into an area and you always got a question is the bad service racism or are they just shitty servers you know i think that's part of Us not having privilege is we don't have the privilege of just saying, oh, yeah, they give shitty service there. You know, sometimes we got to say, oh, they're racist. And that may not be the case. Sometimes they're just shitty people. Well, regardless of what they were at the basement for me, they were an amazing group of individuals, very diverse. My personal server was a black woman who when I say I don't care where I was in this room. She would make eye contact, come over. You need another drink? I'd be like, "Yes, another Jack on the Rocks," and you can go put it on the table.
2: She brought mine to me wherever I was.
1: Right, maze balls. Yeah, right, she was dope. Uh, first off, their servers are hell of attractive. Like, they are. <laughs> they had this one dude.
2: Times I was like, is this nigga like yo? Oh, the dude, man. Do you know what I'm talking His about? His cheekbones, dude. Uh, dude with Get the dude, out of here, man. Like, we were like, are you a model or no?
1: And he's like, no,
2: <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> but he was um, fine.
1: But but it, it 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 was one of those beautiful moments, man. Like, listen, man. As my as my ratchet mama said, uh, golden coochie. uh you know we're 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 in a different period right now man this is no longer 44 this is 45 and this is a period where racism is now a brand Mm. racism is a brand and people are lauding this shit they're wearing it as a as a badge of honor and it means something to them And make no mistake about it, Chicago is still one of the most segregated cities in the United States. So if you feel like you live in a blue city or a blue state, man, check yourself. Like, Trump has even exposed who we call our neighbors or our coworkers and how they really feel. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know the voting preferences of ownership or management in the basement. I'm not saying this is a liberal bastion. Don't believe that that's the point I'm making. The point I'm making, though, is that what felt awesome was to know that we're coming into this space with something that's incredibly valuable and they are honoring us as though we have value. I don't even know 100 percent what that means and where to take that. But I just know that at the end of the night. The venue got what it was that they were hoping for on a Tuesday and we got what it was that we were hoping for as our four year anniversary and our attendees, our guests, our supporters, our fans, they got without question what they were hoping for when they paid their hard earned money to occupy a space and to celebrate four years of an event. That's really about sharing who you are and how you feel. So I share this to share uh, even in this space of Trump America to let's continue to be vigilant. Let's continue to speak out against the bullshit. Let's continue to be informed because we are in the era of fake news. But while we're doing this, let's not make the mistake of believing that life is still not beautiful. Mm-hmm. That we are not still living in one of the best times to be alive that there ever has been. There has never been a better time to be alive than 2017. Say if that. you disagree with me, email me. Call me, do whatever, and I will give you my facts Mm. of what was going on during that earlier period and what goes on now. Mm. Yeah, we got a crazy president and we got a lot of lunacy, but make no mistake about it. Whether you black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, Haitian, whatever, Hispanic, there is not a better time to be alive than in 2017. So while you're on these marches, while you're fighting the power, while you are making certain that your voice is heard, don't allow it to strip the beauty of being alive. Yeah. And that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it.
2: I love it. When the Internet could throw DMX on the back of Hurt Bay video, I am thrilled um thank you isaac for your opinion thank you isaac for being here and joining me without um our other compadres you held it down you hey, helped me through this it all. Come on T- somehow we've been talking we for do. two hours
3: which is kind of ridiculous we're like
2: we're like oh we're only gonna do like 30 like minutes an it's an hour, not even you know gonna be we're just gonna that do intense a little buffer we're just gonna throw that shit time, in yeah. there and then the, the, they could come back next week but no anyway but thank you for being here Thank you all for listening. This is The Tequila Tales Unleashed, where we cover everything love and relationships with a twist. Um, please visit our website, thetequilatales.com. Check out all of our videos. Our podcast can be streamed there. You can um, go to our blogs. All the things that you need, Tequila Tales related, is on our website. So definitely visit that. But definitely follow us on all of our social media channels at the Tequila Tales. If you have questions, if you have input, if you want us to cover something specific, send us a message, info at the tequila dot Even if
1: they want to be a featured guest.
3: Listen
2: it's Are you ready for that? Yet? Wh- listen, I'm not against it, but just know it takes a lot.
1: It takes a lot.
2: To become a featured guest. We so, gonna
1: vet you, don't we? We will think vet you popping on the mic.
2: No, that's not that's not how this works. So you're
1: gonna get vetted.
2: You will be vetted. <laughs> extreme <laughs> vetting. Extreme vetting. We do
1: extreme vetting. Okay. If you want to be a guest, thank on you, Isaac the Paul.
2: Thank you, Isaac Paul. So send us an email info at the tequila com. If you are still listening to this, please share it, and on iTunes, definitely comment and review it so we can get those reviews up. But thank you all for listening. What you are about to hear is a real life clip that took place at the tequila Tales four year anniversary at the basement last week on Valentine's Day this was not staged but it will wet your whistle for what we will be covering next week uh, on the podcast so check it out and we'll see you then
4: hi everyone so this young man here that I'm dating we're like at our seven more seven month seven month uh, point and I actually asked him this morning, so
2: oh, well, we're on the topic? Yeah. a question. <laughs> <We> <laughs> him, like
4: so where do we stand? You know, since we've been dating, you know, he said that's no one outside, gave me key to his apartment. So just like the other young lady in the room, I'm Shh. under the impression that we're in a relationship. However, I will take credibility for being under impression instead of asking, so that's why I asked this morning. So his response was, We're together. So I said, Okay, so we're together. So does that make you my man? Am I your woman? And he said, No. Oh.
2: Do you know he's right
4: there? He's right here.
3: I put him on blast. Yes. <laughs>
4: you know we spend. (laughs) here he is yes (laughs) stand up (laughs) bring it down bring it down everybody hold up up. respect the mic so we have spent um, holidays together New Year's you know all that good stuff birthdays and oh I have another good one for you New Year's New Year's Day he said that he loved me, right? Uh, I, was, oh, I, I get that, but hold on. I was delayed. I didn't respond. But then he said, January 15th, and I felt bad for that. But then he said, I don't remember telling you that. Oh, no. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs>
4: so my question is, you want relationship benefits. So it's just, it's like I asked him a direct question, but he's like a politician and I've just been getting circles. So I just, I mean, I just don't know what to do. Who bought the
2: tickets is who I want. <laughs> <laughs>